Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to the Iron Brew Podcast. Brad Mal, Matt Blanchard on this one. So I think let's start this episode where we ended last one, and that's with the takeover talk. So in the last couple of days, there's been interviews on Radio Humberside with Sharp, with Elliot and Turnbull as well. He's he's had a statement about it. Um, and I guess lots of positive stuff out of that, of course. But I think all three of them mentioning that, you know, we're in due diligence period. There's also there are a few hurdles to get over. The fact that this is all public and it's out in the open and there's been those statements and everything, I'm still, you know, pretty confident this is all going through. But just hearing that, there's there's a slight seeds of doubt in my mind that, you know, something could slip up with this. But yeah, what, what did you make of it? Yeah, I mean, it was it's, it's been good to hear from um, them all really over the weekend and, and kind of just get um, a handle on where things are. Um, I think obviously the main priority was getting the wages paid and and. You know, I think uh, a lot of credit's got to go to Ian Sharp for getting that done. And, um, you know, that's that was kind of the first thing that had to happen, really, because it sounds like if, if that didn't happen, you know, we were potentially looking at no club. And, and I think he did say, you know, we were a couple of, couple of hours away from that happening, which is, you know, it's unthinkable, really. But I think, you know, we all had a feeling that it was getting to that stage where, where something had to happen. And thankfully it did. Obviously, Ian stepped up and, and managed to... Get everything sorted and, and get the players and uh, staff paid. Um, obviously, really important time of the year and, and everything that's going on. I think that was, um, yeah, critical really that that happened. So, um, yeah, fair play to him for that because you know it's not um, it's not pennies, is it? You know, he's, he's no. putting a considerable amount to get that sorted. Um, so, obviously, that's the first thing. And then, um, yeah, looking at sort of where they are now. Obviously, it sounds like they're they're in the due diligence period. Um, I guess they're just going through through the books and, and looking at sort of um, where we are, what, what kind of shape we're in financially. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what comes out of that. But I did notice on the, in the interview with Humberside at the weekend, Ian was quite, to me, made it quite clear that they'd agreed a pre, uh, price for the stadium. Um, and then obviously he didn't really suggest that they'd agreed a price for the club as such, but I guess that's going to be... Um, you know, there's probably going to be negotiations uh, after the period of due diligence. Um, you know, I'm sure there'll be no negotiations with Swan about the actual price for for the um, the club. Um, but obviously, at the moment as well, it does sound like that it's it's just the stadium and the club that they're looking to secure, and then you know, moving forward, look at the the land around it, um, and then you know, maybe that will be part of the deal um, in time. But I think. It, as I said, it's crucial that, that we got the other sorted. Um, and hopefully, um, you know, they, they did seem fairly confident, um, even though, you know, the, there is the period of due diligence to go through. Um, they were still hopeful that, you know, everything will go through. So I think maybe we was a little bit premature with, with the celebrations last week, but I think it was just a, a relief, really, that, you know, something had happened and, and the wages were paid. And, um, you know, that, that, was, that was key. And um, we just obviously pleased that there's still a club to support and um, that's that's the main thing and 
um, yeah, hopefully they can get that done and get it over the line as soon as possible because, you know, we are in a bad situation. We, we need players through the door and we need a manager through the door and, and um, you know, the sooner that's done and the sooner they can focus on, on these things because, I mean, it, it was kind of suggested that Nelson would be in place until that period was over and, um, you know, the, the deal had gone through officially. Yeah, um, we talk about players there, and we have seen some slight movement this week as well. Uh, not that significant, but it, it's interesting that players are starting to go. So, you know, Elliot Whitehouse, he's gone on loan to spend more town for a month. I think not necessarily surprising that he's moved out, given that he seemingly has been out of the team for a long time. I think it's quite clear he's fallen out of favour for one reason or another. So, yeah, I guess to see him go is not a massive surprise, but it, it speaks to the sort of bigger picture that we, we're starting to see some movement now. I think so. Um, as you say, not really a surprise that he'd gone. Um, not really given much chance, to be honest, this season. So uh, whether something's happened behind the scenes or, I mean, we don't know. Do we? we We can only speculate on that. But I think um, probably the best move for him because he was just not even making the squad at you know mo- most weekends. So um, good to get him some game time. But I do think it's probably a bit of an indicator of... Um, you know where where we are um, in terms of being able to bring players in. So I understand that we're under some kind of embargo from the national league, um, and that's probably why White House hadn't gone out previous. Because obviously, if we can't bring any players in, um, he was fit. You know, he's played for for Spennymore this weekend, so um, he was probably an option there just in case. Um, you know, we we needed a couple of the midfielders got injured, and and he would have come back in into the squad. So. Um, to me, that suggests that you know we might be in a position now to be able to bring players in, whether it be on loan or whether there's funds available. Um, I think obviously it's it's imperative, really, we we get some players in sooner rather than later. You only have to see um, Saturday's game. You know, yeah. kind of okay, we're playing for me the best the best team in the division, um, but it did show you know how how short we are and and how you know far away we are from from being a, a decent side at this level. Um, so yeah, I think. Hopefully, it's the start of, of some movement in and out. Um, and, and yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens in the next few weeks. And another one, actually, that we should probably mention is there's been um, talk sort of on, on Twitter again, hasn't there, about uh, is it a renewed interest in, in Nuttall as well? Obviously, we had the Oldham situation a couple of, couple of weeks, months ago, uh, you know, and he, he wanted to stay here and ultimately did stay here. Um, we've talked about January approaching and, you know, he's a player that we expect there might be interest in and, and seemingly Oldham's coming back again. Yeah, I mean that's uh, it's come from their end, doesn't it? That I think they've renewed interest and they've offered him um, improved terms. I think that was kind of the uh, how it fell down last time that he wasn't happy with the the offer on the table. I think their manager at the time had said it was a really good offer. You know, um, well, obviously he didn't go into to detail, but I think we could probably imagine it's um, it's a lot more than than he's getting here. Uh, obviously, Oldham their takeover has gone through, but. It's not really working for them, and I think they they seem to be getting a little bit desperate, and um, they seem to be signing players all the time. I think every time I look on Twitter, they've signed someone else. So, yeah, whether he sees that as a positive move, um, I think they're just one place above us in the table. Um, but obviously, it would be a bit nearer to home for him. You know, that might come into his thinking. Um, but I do think if he was going to go, um, or he wanted to go. He probably would have gone last time. So obviously, um, he'd had a few sort of run-ins with the fans here. Um, the the offer was accepted at the time, and he chose to stay. So he probably doesn't think that that Oldham is necessarily a, a forward step for him 
for his career. Um, and it'll be interesting to see what happens now. I think um, from our point of view, I was kind of against selling him last time. I was surprised that, that I accepted the bid. I understand why they did. Obviously, they, they needed the money um, just to, to cover the wages and things like that. Um, but I was disappointed that we were in that situation where we had to sell someone who'd scored the vast majority of our goals. Um, however, you know, as it as it stands now, if he wants to go, um, you're looking at it and you're thinking, well, if we can get that money in um, and we can reinvest it in other areas, then that might actually be, you know, the, the way to go. Um, he's going to go in the summer anyway, I would imagine, for free because yeah. he's out of contract. So I think it's one of those you've got to wait up. Um, is it worth cashing in? Can we reinvest that in in a couple of other players um, that's going to help us and, and strengthen us elsewhere? If the answer is yes, you know, wouldn't be surprised if he's moving on. Um, I think it just comes down to whether he wants to go to Oldham or you know maybe wait three or four weeks and see if someone at a higher level or, or higher up the National League coming for him. Because I mean, Oldham traditionally decent sized club. Um, however. You know that they're in a really bad situation, and the new ownership there hasn't really managed to turn it round. And um, yeah, it's it's one of those where it's, it's probably going to come down to a lot of factors um, for Nuttall, but I think he might hang on and, and see what other options are available. Um, but for us, yeah, it's it would be a blow in terms of the goals he scored. I know he's not scored a massive amount from from open play, but um, he's still the top scorer by some distance, and. Um, you obviously want to keep those players, but um, but yeah, I think for me now, I'm kind of airing on the side that if we can get a decent deal for him um, and get some other players in on the on on the back of that, then then that's good. But I think the other thing for me, I think I tweeted it last night. It appears as though the deal that was agreed uh, or the fee that was agreed in September or was it September October? Um, He's going to be the same fee. I mean, that was the the kind of the noises that are coming out Oldham that um, they've gone straight in and offered not all an improved offer. Um, whereas you know they, they are in a desperate situation. I think they're struggling to to sign another striker from Chester. Um, they're trying to throw some money at it to try and get them, themselves out of uh, the relegation zone. So I would like to have seen, and and you never know, it might be the case, but I would like to have seen us kind of say, well, you know, we'll put the price up a little bit, and and if you want him, this is the price. Um, that's probably ideal. That would have been ideal for us in in terms of we might have been able to get someone else in. Um, but yeah, it does sound like we've just said, you know, if if you can agree terms, then then I guess he can go. Um, and I I think that probably shows where um, we are in terms of Turnbull and and you know he's thinking he he probably thinks he can he can utilize the money better elsewhere on on a couple of different positions. Yeah, well, let's look at the game then. So, Notts County, as we say, it was always going to be a difficult one. You know, they are, I'd say, with Wrexham, as you say, probably the best team. And I think they were better than Wrexham. Um, they look like they've got it all together and, and you, you'd you have money on them going up, really, wouldn't you, this season? Um, but the golfing class was, it was there for all to see. I mean, 4-1 being the final result, but it, it could have been so much more. Yeah, I think it could. Um, you know, I think the first sort of half an hour or so, we did okay. Um, obviously got the goal which which was really nice work from Beeston and um, you know he, he's done really well in the middle of the park and for me he was probably our best player by some distance on the day um, Yeah I, I'd agree with that and actually I'd sort of 
even add to that in that I'd say that's more like the beast in that we saw a couple of years ago when he first came in, you know, so before the injuries, before COVID, everything like that, that that was the player that, you know, we had at the start and it, it was great to see him sort of play in that, that sort of mode again. Yeah, it was. Um, and, you know, hopefully he's, I think he, he obviously came off. I think they were saying he'd picked up a bit of a knock. Um, hopefully that's not too serious because, you know, he, he does look as though on that performance, you know, against one of the best teams in the league, he was he was putting himself about. He was getting stuck in, and and obviously the goal he created was was a great bit of play. And um, yeah, as you say, that was more like the beast in that that we've been missing for for so long, really. So um, yeah, hopefully he can he can stay fit, and um, I think I think he will be um, a big part. He'll have a big part to play for the rest of the season. But I mean, in terms of the game, I thought you know County, yeah, they they were in total control really for most of it. Um, you know, it felt a bit like a training game, I suppose, especially in the second half. I think they were just not going through the motions, but they were kind of just keeping us at arm's length, really, for, for that second half. And um, I think if they wanted to step it up, they, they could have done. And I know Nelson kind of went for a damage limitation approach in that second half and, and tried to keep it tight and tried to keep the score down, um, which yeah, fans don't want to see. Fans don't want to see that. They, they want to see us having a go. But I, you can see it from both sides. He obviously doesn't want six, seven against. Um, however, yeah, it, it's it's a very difficult one, really, because uh, if we had gone for it, you know, we put teams under pressure this season already. We look at the Wrexham game, probably the second best side in the league. Um, we had them on the rack for sort of 20 minutes in, in that second half in that game. And um, I would like to see a little bit more effort, you know, just, just to try and get something going and try and put them under a bit of pressure. But, Ultimately, it was just just too easy for them, and um, you know they took off a couple of their best players, didn't they, in that second mm. half as well? And uh, Langstaff went off, and um, Castro, I think, um, yeah, he he looked a good player, and, and obviously O'Brien as well, who was was here on loan. Um, you know, he's the kind of player that would be perfect for us at the moment, um, just to kind of sit in front of the back four and you know sort of just just be there to mop anything up and, and just do the simple things because um, I think we're just massively lacking in that midfield area. Um, and I just think at times the gap between the midfield and, and the defence were just too large again. Um, I know we've said, obviously, Beastings had a good game. Um, but, yeah, it was just, we were just overrun. Um, and there was just so much space, really, for, for Notts County. And as you say, it could have been it could have been a lot worse. Um, I think we probably got off lightly at 4-1. And, and um, yeah, they, they definitely took the foot off the gas in the second half. Well, I think the space was the key thing. I mean... You know, the, I'm thinking about the goals, the second one especially, when it's sort of down that that side, it's crossed in and, and it just sort of waits, doesn't it? And he, you know, he, he takes the shot, it's, it's hit low, goes through about four or five players, but they just, they just sort of stood there, you know, and that that was the sort of thing for me. I think, yes, not to count a good team. I understand what you're saying about trying to keep the score down. Again, it's not going to be popular, but I think there's trying to keep the score down and then there's sort of not engaging in some tackles. You know, they did seem to be stood right off them. I think there was some fear there. I think there was obviously a difference in quality, but I think we feared them. And that allowed Notts County to do an awful lot of basically what they wanted to do and not even have to get out of second gear, as you say. Yeah, exactly. And I think, yeah, they had far too much space. I mean, the O'Brien goal was was kind of illustrated that point, didn't it? I think it was just um, to be able to shoot from there with, with none of our players within sort of 10 yards was, um, yeah, just... You just can't let players like that have have that time and, and space at the edge of the box or you know twenty five yards out. Um, so yeah, I mean it, it was just it was par from the start really. I think I think the starting lineup 
uh, was probably wrong. You know, I think um, Ogle left back. He's been he's been out for a few weeks, probably about a month now, hasn't he? Maybe maybe six weeks. Um, and you know, to throw him in out of position uh, for me was a little bit odd. I think you know you've got the players then. You could have still used those players slightly differently. I, I mean, why not play him at um, right back? You know, and then you or even centre back because he, he did play well mm, there a couple yeah. of games. Um, you've got Young, who I think actually did okay. You know, I don't, I don't want to criticise him. I think he was okay. I, I don't think he did necessarily anything anything wrong. Um, not any kind of uh, big mistakes or anything like that. But I mean, we've thrown him in now against the two best sides in the league, um, and you know, we they've got very good strikers and. It's just you throwing him in at the deep end, and I think you, you could have kind of shuffled that back four, back five, sorry, um, differently. And obviously O'Malley on the bench, left back, you know, a left-footed player. Um, I know he's not been fantastic this year, and, and up to maybe the standards that we we expect from him because we know we can do it. Um, however, for me, it would have been made more sense for him to play left back and you know shuffle the rest of the the back five. Um, so yeah, that was kind of. Um, yeah, like a, a very um, poor decision, I thought, from from Nelson before the game. Uh, and I think the other one we, we're probably going to mention as well is Apter because mm. he is our best player. You know, I think there's there's no getting away from that. Um, however, I think when he does play, especially in that free role, yeah. uh, where I think he is best, you know, I think that's when he can have more sort of impact on the game. Um, the problem is it does leave that midfield very, very short. Um, and, you know, there's gaps everywhere. And I think they, ultimately, they, they exploited it and, and that was it. And I think that's sometimes the case, isn't it, with your best players? Um, very hard sometimes to accommodate them. I think we've seen it in the past. You know, we um, I'm not saying McAtee was our best player at the time, but you, you've seen what he's done since. Um, mm. We struggled to get him in the side. And then, you know, he's gone on and, and done really well at Grimsby and he's, he's ultimately got, got a decent move to Luton. Um and you know he's more than capable at, at this level, and and probably at League Two, but we we very rarely managed to get him on the pitch in in the right position. So um, yeah, I think we've seen it with a few players, haven't we? I mean, like Adelican as well springs to mind. We you know how many times did we try him in different places? Yeah, exactly. And I think um, you know it is often the case that that it is kind of your best players that um, you just can't seem to kind of accommodate them or they don't quite fit into the, the style of play we, we're trying or the, the formation that we're currently playing. Um, and I think the problem is, I mean, he, he has contributed quite a lot of goals and, and quite a few assists. And if you take those out, I mean, we, we would have been in big trouble. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, so it's it's one of those, you want to get him on the pitch because he's your best player. But at the moment, for me, in that formation it just leaves us wide open. And I think teams like County, teams like Wrexham, um, you know, are going to are gonna just take advantage. And they did. And um, mm. yeah, it, it's just one of those where it probably does need looking at, is he going to be here in, in three weeks' time? I, I don't know. So it'll be interesting to see what happens there. Obviously, with him going back, um, whether we look to maybe the players that we are signing, whether we, we look at, players that can play in the formation that, that a manager wants to play or the manager wants to play. But then, you know, that obviously ties in then as well with the manager. Is it going to be Nelson? I don't think so. I think that's pretty unlikely. So we may sign players now and then in three weeks, bring a manager in, four weeks, bring a manager in um, and be, be in a situation where we've got players that, that a manager potentially doesn't want. So it's a very tricky situation. I think 
we desperately need players. We, we need a manager. But for me, I... When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. I think I would try and get a manager in place first and then let them be involved in, in picking the players that that come in because um, we've seen in previous years that that, that situation can uh, can backfire. Mm. Um, I think one thing to note as well was that, listen, maybe the early kickoff played a factor in this. It almost certainly did. There wasn't the sort of mass influx of people that you might have been expecting from a, you know, from a, a takeover. I know it's not quite gone through yet. Notts County obviously brought a load. There's probably maybe what, three, four hundred more from Scunthorpe. Uh, but I did get a consensus on Twitter that, you know, for those that did come back, they were quite surprised seeing in person sort of how much we've fallen from the last time we were there. And I think it's it's quite clear to see that it's not just a case of, yeah, maybe we need a keeper and a centre-back and, and maybe a winger or something like that. It, it, it's nearly a full new team that we're going to need. Yeah, and whether that's realistic, I, I don't know. I mean, we... <laughs> You look through the side, I think you probably do need at least six, don't you? But um, whether they all come in at the same time, who knows? I think, you know, Simon and, and Ian have already said that they've not got massively deep pockets. Um, so I think there's going to be some wheeling and dealing going on to try and get some players in. And, um, you know, there's no getting away from the fact that we, we definitely need them. Um, and, yeah, I think people that haven't been in... in three or four years, even a couple of years, um, the standard has, has dropped off massively. And um, yeah, that's that's just where we are at the moment. But I do think you're right. I, I did expect a few more. Um, obviously, the early kickoff won't have helped. And, um, you know, the, the deal was agreed quite late, really, in the week, wasn't it? I think, it, you know, it wasn't there wasn't much notice. If people are working and, and things yeah. like that, um, you can completely understand that. But I think, you know, we said last week, uh, on on the podcast, the fans have got to get behind them, um, and they've got to kind of turn out and, and support Ian, Simon, and, and the other investors because ultimately that's the only way the, the club is really going to have um, any sort of power in in the transfer market or anything like that. Um, well, I know I know there's already an offer announced isn't there for the uh, is it the Woking game next Tuesday, yeah. the home one. It's like um, season tickets can bring someone for a fiver again, and you know that things like that do always go down well. Yeah, I mean, I think there's going to be, there's got to be more of, of that and, and some creative sort of marketing behind, um, you know, once once they do take over. Uh, and I'm sure they will, you know, I think um, there'll be there'll be some ideas there. And I've seen some floating around on, on Twitter, fans kind of uh, giving ideas as well, which is great. But yeah, ultimately, people have got to get back and, and get through the turnstiles on a match day because, um, you know, the, the football is not great. The squad is poor. Um 
However, there's not a lot going to change unless people people kind of boost the attendances. Um, if we could manage to get another thousand on the gate week in week out, then you know you think about that over the course of a season and how much money that brings in. Uh, you know you might be able to get a couple more players, two or three more players through the yeah. door for for just you know a thousand, a thousand more fans. Um, and I know it's not going to be as easy as that because. As we've said many times in the past, people have found other things to do. You know, they've kind of fallen out of love with with the club and, and football in general. I think over the past few years, now, obviously COVID and things like that. You know, we we weren't able to go to games, and I think obviously there wasn't a lot to do during lockdowns, things like that. But people have just kind of lost interest, and I think Simon acknowledged it on Twitter uh, over the weekend that the the product has to be good for to get the fans back you know the floating fans back um and that's not the case at the minute so i think that is going to be the priority because there's there's an understanding there that if the product to offer is good then more fans are going to come through the turnstile to watch it and at the moment you know on that showing at the weekend i know we're playing the best team in the league um you know i, I don't think there's going to be a rush for for people to be buying tickets for the mm. woking game for example um, but you know that that's that's just where we are, and um, you know, yeah, fans are just going to have to get through the turnstile because at, at the end of the day, that could make the difference between um, you know the, the the takeover going through and, and moving forward. You know, um, having some money in the pot to be able to bring in a couple of players, and um, you know, we, we've seen teams like Grimsby, um, you know, massive massive boost to their attendances following the takeover. Um, and they've been able to do some some decent business and put together a decent side. So, um, yeah, it's it's fairly fairly straightforward what needs to happen really. And I think it's probably now uh, a good time. You know, we'll have a good gauge of whether the the fans actually want this club to to be a football league club again and and to be able to be successful again. And um, because staying away, I know the football's crap. It's not it's not really worth the the entrance fee at the moment, but. Um, you know, if, if the fans don't turn up, I think we're in a situation now where if the local consortium, uh, you know, take over the club, um, they don't get the back in. You know, it's, it's it's kind of a kind of use it or lose it sort of um, situation for me now. I think mm. um, that that's probably where we are, and you know that they've they've done well um, to come in, save the club, which is which is fantastic. But they do need some help from from the support, and uh, hopefully they'll get that moving forward once the deal's concluded. Um, you know, I've seen a few people say Swan's not gone yet. You know, he's still here. Um, I'm not going until the deal's over the line, and I think there'll be a few with that kind of mindset. Um, yeah. But I think once that is all done, um, you know, we, we've got to back them because at the end of the day. They've, they've saved the club and um, you know we, we need to do our part as well. Let's just stay on the game just slightly before we go on to the next bit. Um, I, I think the third goal is worth a mention. So obviously there is, it's this one, there's a bit of an error with Dewhurst there. I, I, the first shot, I think it's deflected, isn't it? So he's wrong footed and it sort of bounces off him. Um, I, I think there's probably a decent shout for an offside on, on the follow-up, but obviously it's, it's not given and obviously you play to the whistle, don't you? For me, he's got to be doing a bit better on that second one because he is back up. Uh, I, I know he's slightly wrong-footed still, but yeah, it, it, it wasn't great. No, it wasn't. I mean, the deflection was pretty key. I, there was one like that in the England match last night, actually, and uh, obviously um, nothing nothing came of it, but very similar where um, Pickford was nearly wrong-footed, and it was the same. You know, it was um, a slight deflection. He was going the wrong way, and, and he's done okay with the first one, I would say, just to, to get something on it. But yeah, I think... Um, 
I think that is an area we need to strengthen as soon as possible. Um, I just don't think he's he's up to the level. Um, I think we're in a similar situation as we were with with Watson. You know, I think he's Dewhurst getting a lot of criticism. Um, we saw Watson receive quite a lot of criticism as well, and I don't think it really helped. Um, you know, on pitch performances, uh, and I think he could have done. He doesn't really get near any, does he? That are on target. They, they all seem to go in, and um, yeah, I think he probably could have done better with that one and, and the last one as well. But again, the last one, um, if you look from there's there's a bit of a close up view. I think Notts County tweeted, uh, and there was another kind of deflection on that one, and he's got behind it. He stopped it from kind of going in initially, but um, yeah, just not not great. And I think an experienced keeper is a must really because mm-hmm. I think that will help the defence um, moving forward. And, you know, we've not had an experienced keeper for so long, uh, since Howard, really. And It uh, works both ways. It works both ways, doesn't it? I mean, you you know, you, if you have a decent experienced keeper, it sort of hides your, you know, your, your faults in the defence. Equally, if you have a, you know, a strong centre-back pairing, it can hide sort of, you know, your, your keeper and, and, and it works sort of together like that. When you've got both that are not quite up to the level that you need, then, you, you know, it's your issue, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Um, and I think, you know, that that must be top of the priority list. Um, and, you know, Dewhurst is obviously on loan. He may be a decent keeper in time. You know, he, he's still young. Um, but I just think at the moment with, because it's so disorganised in front of him, um it's probably making him look worse. Like Watson, like with Watson as well. You know, we, he did make a lot of mistakes. He wasn't fought for a lot of goals. Um, but when what's in front of him is just so disorganised, um, just so easy to play through and, and play against, um, it's doing him no favours. So I feel sorry for him in a way because it, it's just exactly the same as, as we've seen um, over the past couple of seasons. Um, I just don't think it's going to change. And I think if we can get an experienced keeper in and there's one available... Um, it's got to be sort of number one for me um, before defenders or, or anything like that. I think if you sort the keeper out, you'd probably see an improvement in Boyce and Taft. Um, and then elsewhere, I think uh, a central midfielder, you know, it, someone who's just going to sit in front of that back four and, um, you know, give them a little bit of protection, a bit like Barraclough used to do. You know, that that was a, a key signing at the time and we just need someone in, in that mould. You know, we went and signed... Um, Muscle White at the time, Barraclough, Crosby, Crosby and, yeah. and that was it. And and I think we do. We're in a situation where we need something like that and, and a new spine. Yeah. Um, but for me, yeah, goalkeeper and, and the central midfielder definitely. And then I think we'd see a bit more improvement in in the two centre backs. Who you know, they've done. Boyce has done okay at this level for for a number of years. Um, and you know, Taft has has also done okay League Two level. So, um, you know, they don't become sort of terrible players overnight but I just think as it stands the team it just doesn't work does it the the players that are put out onto the pitch there's just no organisation and yeah it's just it just kind of probably showing them in, a, in an even worse light than um, you know the, the players they are um, and, and that's where we are at the moment I think before we sort of wrap up and and look to end this, I think we need we need to mention Nelson a little bit. We've we've talked a bit about tactics, and you know putting Ogle at left back and and things like that, and and setting up to essentially not concede. Uh, we have to mention the the interview afterwards with with Humberside. I think it's something that's really split the fans. I know some are liking him coming out and saying sort of what he's saying. Others, it's sort of 
too personal, too in-depth. Just for those that haven't heard it, maybe just give a, a summary and, and, and what did you make of it? He was honest. Uh, he was honest, don't get me wrong, but I think there's there's probably a time and place for that. And that's probably in the dressing room for, for some of the comments that he made. Um, you know, I think he he wasn't washing his hands of it. You know, I think, um, I don't know, for me, it just appeared as though he was saying sort of, you know, this is the team I've got. Um, it could have been a cricket score and, and I've had to kind of um, do what I can with, with the players I've got to keep the score down. Um However, you know, I think the way you kind of... I've never really heard a manager go into that much detail about um, mistakes. And, and I think he went through the third, well, the first three goals in, in really, you know, a, a hell of a lot of detail. Um, sort of calling the players out, saying what they've done wrong, you know, which is, which is fine in the dressing room, I think. But I don't think that level of detail was required to the fans. You know, I think the fans know... Um, the errors that led to those goals. Um, so I'm not sure whether that's that's really the approach I would be taking at the moment. Uh, but I mean, we've seen various different approaches from managers. You know, Hill um, never really criticised them after the game, did he? I think he said it's not going to do any good. I mean, that didn't work. Um, I think the the only manager really I can think really criticising players was was Hurst a little bit. You know, mm. he, he came out at times and and was a little bit vocal after the games, certain games where we'd lost. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it remains to be seen whether it has any impact. Um, for me, whether he's going to be in charge in a few weeks, I, I don't think he is. I, I really can't see it. And I don't think he's got what it takes really to, to turn it round. Um, I think we do need a fresh face in place and, and someone with some new ideas. Obviously, he's been alongside Tony Dawes for a while. Um he changed it a little bit, didn't he? Obviously, he dropped O'Malley and, and, and maybe changed it around. Um, uh, yeah, a little bit, but not um, not really that much. And yeah, it, it remains to be seen whether it has um, an impact. But we've seen at times in the past where, where these players have been criticised and, and it often goes the wrong way, doesn't it? So yeah, um, be interesting to see the reaction at the weekend because that is obviously a must-win game. Yeah, and I think it is definitely a, a must-win game, isn't it? Away at Yeovil at the weekend... Yeovil, of course, being one of the few teams that we have actually won against this season, being on the, the opening day. Um, we've had must-wins recently that we've failed to get anything from. I mean, do you think that adds to the pressure? It does. Um, I mean, you look at their home form as well. I think it's I mean, it's not great, but it's it's OK. Um, and I think they've picked up a little bit of late because obviously they were, um, they were really struggling at one point. Um, obviously not not a very good side in this division and it is a game that we need to go there and get something. Um, that's just where it is at the minute. We've got to look at the teams around us and, and picking up points against them um, because I think it's pretty clear that we're not going to be able to against some of the better teams like we've seen at the weekend. Um, you know, ju we're just so, so short um, on quality when we come up against those teams um, and the fact that we're not making it difficult for them, which is, that's another thing which frustrates me a little bit because we've seen other sides recently, um, you know, do okay against Knox County, maybe get a point, you know, things like that, keep it tight, especially away from home when, when they're having to go away from home. Um, so that is disappointing that that we just seem to be wide open and, and it could be any score, you know, it, there's there's no, um, yeah, I don't know, it, other sides seem to make it very difficult, especially on their own patch and we just can't seem to do that. But I think, yeah, with Yeovil, it's it's a different kind of game. Um, 
but they will see it as you know three points at home and I think we've got to definitely get something because we've seen other games come and go kind of slip through our fingers with with teams that we needed to win or, or get results against um and we've just not been able to do so so um it does kind of yeah make make these games even bigger um but I mean you look at our away record it's um it's shocking really and I just again I can't see us going there and getting anything I hope I'm wrong um but with this squad of players uh, I think it's going to be another sort of long afternoon and I think if we can get a draw I think that's probably the best we can hope for um which is disappointed against a team that we've already beaten this season um and you know we we could have won that a bit more convincingly I think on the opening day um but it's yeah it's just it's just where we are and and until we get some players through the door I just can't really see us winning any to be honest and and that's that's the the reality of the situation um but yeah, as you say, it is it is a must win, and we've got to go there. We've got to try and be be organised, um, be you know a bit more tight at the back. And I think for me, I'd just like us to go there and and maybe you know a couple of units, a couple of banks of four, and and just try and um, keep it tight. And you know if we if we nick one on on the break, great. Um, but for me, the the first thing I'd be I'd be looking to try and keep it tight and and coming away with a clean sheet. I mean that would be a massive yeah, kind of massive. step forward if if we could do that. Um, you know, I don't think it's going to happen, but um, but I think at games like this, we can't afford to lose it. I think that's the key thing. Um, you know, we don't want teams, Yeovil and, and the few teams that are just, you know, the, the right side of um, the relegation zone um, to be to be kind of pulling away because I think that's when we're going to be in real, real problems. And we already are, you know, the, the table makes a pretty grim reading, but I think if we allow teams like that to, to beat us and, and move further away, then, um, you know, it's, it's going to, at some stage, it's going to be uh, insurmountable. And I think, you know, we just can't afford that. So, um, so yeah, hopefully we can get a result, um, but, you know, tricky place to go, long trip. Um, I'd take a draw. Yeah. Um, and I think just before we go, uh, if you'll allow us, we'll just uh, have a little bit of sort of personal news about this podcast. Uh, I know, Matt, you tweeted it out yesterday, didn't you? But I know not everybody is on Twitter that sort of listens to this. Uh, just to thank you, really, um, for everybody that's listening, downloading. Um, we've we've recently, in the last sort of two weeks, we've had over 4,000 downloads on on our episodes and we've we've ended up in the uh, the Apple charts for the UK football shows and we've, we've been at 45 yesterday. We're up to, I think, about 39 at some point today as well. Um, which to say that's alongside all the professional ones like, you know, the athletic and Peter Crouch and talk sport and all of that. And there's a world cup on the fact that this sort of Scunthorpe United show is, is up to 40 for, uh, for football podcasts. That's, uh, that's massive. And that's, that's down to you guys. So we really do appreciate everybody that's downloading and tuning in and, and listening to what we have to say. Yeah, definitely echo that, you know, um, yeah, we, we've maybe lost a bit of motivation. Uh, I think in the past sort of, I think people have, have noticed, you know, um, very difficult to come on after games when we've been beaten every week. And, um, you know, I think it's been nice in the past week to have a little bit of, you know, more positive things to talk about. Obviously, the football at the weekend, not great. But I think in terms of off-field um, matters, I think there's, yeah, there's light at the end of the tunnel there. And, um, you know, hopefully we can get some wins to talk about because they are few and far between. And, uh, you know, it would be nice to to be a bit more positive, but yeah, appreciate everyone that uh, tunes in. Obviously, the numbers are crazy, really, for for a, 
for a team our size, mm. um, you know, 4,000 listens in, in the past couple of weeks. It's obviously more than the home gate. So, you know, we, we appreciate everyone tuning in. And, um, you know, in the next few weeks, hopefully we can get some more in, in conversations done as well. Yeah, definitely. So, um, you know, that's something that everyone really enjoys. So uh, we're trying to line a few up with uh, with a few players. Um, so, you know, hopefully over Christmas and, and the new year, um, we can have some of those as well because, uh, yeah. We, we enjoy doing those as, as much as you you enjoy listening to them. Yeah, and so thank you very much for listening to this and as, as we've just said, for continuing to listen and we'll see you next week. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavour. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.